I want to allow some time for questions. Please feel free to to ask anything or comment or take this further. Thank you. I've been studying Buddhism for a while, but what my mind does is hates these Buddhist ideas and uses them to beat myself up. But sometimes I do get the sense of not being good enough Buddhist or, um, mm -hmm. and I kind of turn all these ideas which are supposed to be liberating and, and happy in it. Mm -hmm. And I turn them into more causes for suffering. So I was just wondering if you have any advice around how to take the teachings and take them seriously in a skillful way. <laughs> Don't take too much teaching <laughs> in one go. Yeah, you want to sort of break it down, sort of distill it. Um, to First of all, you've got to get, the Buddha said, you start off with a sense of dana, generosity. So you've got to translate to what you can actually feel, not just what you can think, which is pretty much infinite, measureless, what you can feel. So it's start off with a feeling of, can you enjoy generosity? Then this is the, called the graduated teaching. Then it's, can you appreciate the sense of virtue, you know, helpful harmlessness, nothing too, just, you know, nothing too legalistic, but harmlessness and honesty and appreciate linger appreciate and this is this is the point the bit that we don't get with our thinking minds that yeah you know just throwing a handful of aspirins down your throat is not going to make you feel better <laughs> these teachers are medicines you take a little and you suck it and you chew it and you appreciate it and you get it right till it's it's flooding through your nervous system and you're feeling satisfied with it Okay, that's pretty good. I think I'm ready for another bite. <laughs> but do the lingering. Do the lingering and integrating. And this is why it's so important to get the system, the body and the heart, online. And, you know, I don't think in the time of the Buddha it was such a big deal because they live very earthy lives. We live, most of us live pretty disembodied lives up in our heads. So you've got to put time into getting embodied so you've got a system that can actually receive the teachings and in, in take them to the right place. Otherwise it just becomes more mental fodder and you've got no way of digesting it. It just becomes another set of abstract ideas you can't live up to. So keep it simple. Absolutely. Thank you, Archie. You're welcome. Thank you for the question. As, as a BRBU student now, uh, something which I have to do, which I didn't have to do at the monastery, is write a bunch of papers. And uh, I'm curious, for yourself, having written so many books, do you have any strategies for maintaining the non-compulsiveness while writing? <laughs> to me, every uh, manifestation needs to be balanced with its non-manifestation. Um, so generally writing means a good amount of time looking out the window going... Uh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, mm, do a bit of exercise. Okay, get back to it. You know. So, so we're not just we're not a word processor. You're a human being. 
And uh, once you enter in the conceptual world, it seems I feel you've really got to have something as a counterbalance because that stuff is so, 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 so fascinating and so compelling and so brilliant in some ways. You've got to have something that just keeps you grounded. And that's what these things are for. So being able to just shift, lift off the page and relax. I used to do this thing called the 10 second pause. Building the 10 second pauses, you know, a couple of times an hour, two, two or three times an hour, you just stop, relax everything. You know, there's always an idea in your mind, oh, I'll lose track, I'll lose track if I don't keep this thing running. Well, that's part of the virus. That's the tyrant virus. <laughs> the doubt. Thank you so much time, John. I think I can do 10 seconds. Exactly, yeah. It's not too, too demanding, is it? Some people can't. <laughs> How to skillfully respond to regret and remorse over mm. our actions mm. when self-hatred is present, such mm. as broken vows, precepts, or past behaviors that were harmful. Mm. What kind of understanding can be applied and brought to that situation well you know when you're in the grip of something you can't really understand it you have to break the grip and often one of the ways of breaking grip is just to bow you know, just to get down on your bow 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 Okay, sense of like, let it go, let it go, let it go. Yeah. So you're not in the law court anymore. You know, bow to the Buddha. The Buddha's not not a judge. And that sense of opening to the what well, is the craziness of being a human being? You know, with all the we, you know, the ignorance that we we're, we're infected with. You get some, you know, we're all infected with it. It's not like just one person. See, and then you bow to the to the anguish and the perplexity of the human condition in presence, either physical or conceptual or whatever, of the Buddha. That's what Buddhas are for, in a way. Please, yeah. thank something I can bow to. And then, okay, let's get back. You know. And then recognize that which I did was not worthy. It was not good. Uh, it's been done. It's caused pain, myself and others. And it's sitting in me. Don't do that again. In the presence of the Buddha, you make the vow. Refrain, restrain, learn. This is too painful. Right? In the presence of the Buddha, external, internal, whatever you say, I send forth goodwill, compassion, kindness to myself and to others you know, in this realm who have done wrong, who will do wrong, just as I will probably do wrong. <laughs> you know, because we gotta we gotta lift up. We gotta lift up somehow, you know. No, you can't. You're not going to lift up just beating yourself up all the time. That's not what the Buddha wants. If you want to, if you want to make your stupidity useful, you learn how to make it 
get it to lift, to get you to rise up, not to crush yourself. Because we've got plenty of stupidity we can refer to. <laughs> so, you know, how to turn it so you say, right, well, let's put that one aside. Thank you very much for the lesson. You know, as the Buddha said, it is, we consider it great progress in this discipline for someone to acknowledge a transgression. We consider it great progress to acknowledge a transgression. What does it mean to acknowledge rather than to, to endlessly blame and harangue yourself? It means that's what I'm talking about. That's the acknowledgement. It's an acknowledgement from the heart in the presence. You know? And then that sense of now rise up. You can never make amends in any other way. You can, you know, you can't just do it through doing something external. You can never mop the floor that you're standing on. You can never tidy the beach that's by sweeping it. You just gotta bless it. I hope some of that's useful. It's a difficult programs to, to crack. And uh, but you know, just keep chewing away at it. What can you do now? Thank you. You mentioned earlier about how we are so conditioned by countries' boundaries, but I find even from school age, kindergarten or pre-K, everything has to be graded. You have to be assigned a number. It just never stops yeah. from school to livelihood. Everything is about competition, about how to create these illusion of desire. We are living in a world that is completely against achieving more harmonious way of living. I just want to be a tree. I just want to know how to just grow and branch out and be, but yet every way I I turn, I look, it just always an uphill battle. I hear you. I know what you're talking about. It's it's demonic. It's a demonic possession for demonic purposes. Drive people into slavery. Let them lose their true true value and their true presence. Let them throw themselves away. You know. You're a gift, uh, you know, and the, the gift we all have is the gift of intentionality. Without intentionality, nothing's going to work. So you, your intentionality gets captured. That's that's the bit that the demons suck. <laughs> they suck your intentionality and use it for their purposes. And I'm not talking about people, it's energies, it's, it's a system and so forth. But, you know, what you said, you want to be like a tree? Well, it's time to be like a tree. I mean, you know, okay, so I spend quite a bit of time with trees because, uh, and I think it's not to just be facetious, but there's something about the presence of nature that just, nature just does not charge. There are no straight lines. There's no grades. Everything's just creeping and crawling and <laughs> doing what it does and, and always accepts you. You could be a untidy old slob and that's fine as far as a tree goes. So... <laughs> I find it just nature is really helpful to, just to get out and be with nature, you know, and just let yourself soak it up and feel yourself in that. The other great course, the incredible, is Kalyanamita, a spiritual friend. 
you know, you know we, we tend to, because we're group creatures, we tend to naturally form into societies. Societies is a very confusing mixed term. Community, now that's, that's, that's actual. If you've got a community of three, that's good. You know, you've got something that's warm and receptive and can say, okay, no, no problem. Hey, that was really nice. You know, something's actually give you some heart feedback. And because so often our our slavery, we're doing it en masse. Everybody's out here doing it. So we just immediately start to run the same pace because we are programmed as socialized creatures. So if you've got a few people around you are operating in a different setting, you've got some chance of, of just that presence helping to, to to get a handle on these compulsive tendencies, you know. And essentially it's that which sees and talks to your heart rather than you as statistic or number or, or grade. You know, something which talks to your heart is interested in your heart and your suffering and your joy. That's what you want to be with. If you've got even one Buddha said even one is good is because <laughs> once you see it and it get you all oh, right yeah yeah got it got it and, it, you know, and then eventually you, know, you train your own attention to keep turning back to that but that's what temples and monasteries dharma centers are for yeah thank you i'm a teacher and a parent I have all these roles, but somehow healing the virus at home or in the monasteries is easier than in a school where I work. There's a lot of comparison between the teachers and comparing the students, and that's not who I want to be or who I want to embody. So I find myself in an institution that doesn't view the world or see the world I do. It makes the virus seem so much louder, and it's been so much work to just stay in my space and lingering has been very difficult. I come home and I feel exhausted from trying to hold that space all the day. So I hope that you might have some advice and thank you for listening. Thank you. I imagine you do a really good job. The amount of care I hear in your voice, the amount of integrity, the amount of concern, I bet you do a really good job. And uh, they should be grateful for you in that place. But you need to look after yourself. You know, it's uh, one of the um, one of the errors we make as well-intentioned people is to hmm, try to do more than we really can without taking enough food for ourselves. You give yourself away, and you need to replenish. And certainly, monasteries and dharma centers are not all. But they're pretty handy as service stations you can dip into and get some get some nourishment. Uh, and you know, say the world is endless suffering. You've got to be able to handle what you can. And for that, even to stand still in the world without going under takes a bit of work. Absolutely. So um, really, you know, you take the look for nourishment you're always going to do a good job because you've got integrity and concern you're always going to do a job but you're never going to get everybody right but you're always going to do a good job but you're never going to get it right (laughs) 
can you manage that? <laughs> can you say, you know, you can probably say you didn't do well enough, or, but can you say you did a good job? Uh, is that job worthy of you? You know, is, is, what do you want to do with your life? You know, is that worthy of you? So you should always have that sense of look around, you know. Because these educational institutions, they're pretty much programmed the same old stuff, the grades, the drives, the perfectionism. And uh, certainly teachers I valued most weren't because of the information they gave me, it's because of the presence and encouragement they gave me. That's the grade. If you encourage people, give them presence, give them presence and trust, They'll grow beautifully in accordance with their capacities. And so that's what I would, that's the direction to go in. Keep, keep with it. I'm sure you'll work through it. Thank you. Last question. How do you deal with disagreement, particularly when someone criticizes you in public? (laughs) Well, I try to feel what happens in my belly first of all or my my body and see if I can you know just center around holding that and releasing that and then secondly I do it some more and, and thirdly I do it even more because uh, you know words only go in if you take them in other people's opinions about you only only go in if you take them in. If you don't take them in, they don't go in. So it's a sense of how do you not take them in? Increase your body. You feel that fear, agitation, annoyance, irritation. And that's his. He's the one who said it. It's in his mind, not in mine. Having done so, I might very well listen to what the person said. Anything I can learn from that? Maybe. You know, might even ask. But it's no longer on a contest. It's no longer antagonism or defending. It's a sense of, could you give me some information? A particular point that I could look at and talk about? I don't need I don't need the anger, I don't need the rage, I don't need the pain, I don't need the violence. Just give me some information I could look at. And then maybe I'll check it out and thank you very much if it's useful. <laughs> there are no last words to go on. <laughs> but you know what do you say? You know, Dharma is beautiful, Dharma is wonderful, everybody's welcoming it, stay with it. <laughs> you know, handle the stuff that comes up. Your own stuff is something that has to be explored and released and everybody's got it and we're all crazy and it's all beautiful. So just keep keep going. And search out good friendship and situations to like this. So encouragement and blessings to you all. Thank you for asking me to come.